It's just, like, yeah, it's like, just this is insane. I was going to go look at some records, and I'm going to take a nap, and then it'll be tomorrow, and then we can do some more fighting. <laughs> All right, so let's just get into it. Uh, hey, Sean Patton, thank you for being here. Uh, this is uh, Season 3, Episode 11 yeah. of the Art Fight yeah. Podcast. I'm here with Sensei, Joe, my Sensei, Joe Nolan. Nice. Um, and we're super excited to have you, man. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about this. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah. Um, so, yes, and I guess I failed to mention that you are... Uh, let's see. How do we sum? You're you're a complicated person. You've done a lot of things, and so um, it makes it hard on people to describe you. But you, you've done. You've been a. You see, you're a submission grappler. Mm-hmm. You are. You are the owner and co-founder of Legion Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, co-founder and uh, working through everything else right now. Yeah. 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 And you guys you guys have had a location up in Hendersonville for a year, essentially. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, we had another program. We sort of um, uh, split off. And uh, so we've been in Hendersonville since April. And uh, in Murfreesboro, is actually the first one. It started mm-hmm. in February. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have uh, two locations. And, uh, you know, I, I like what we're doing in terms of uh, the business sense for mm-hmm. jujitsu. Um, you know, it's not like a like a normal business when it comes to supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that, at least especially in this area of the country, we are, uh, you know, m- the supply is meeting the potential demand mm-hmm. for jujitsu. You know, fastest growing martial art in the world, um, and definitely in this country too. And and we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was down in Atlanta this morning. Yeah. Um, do you know the guys at uh, Kill Cliff, the energy drink? Yeah, yeah. Do you know those guys? Well, I, I don't know them personally, but I know of Kill Cliff. Got yeah. it. Yeah, so I was down um, working with them some this morning. It was, uh, it's been a long day. Let's just put it that way. Left Nashville at like like 3 yeah. in the morning. Oh, got, geez, got down there. Man. Uh, I was down there for just a few hours and then came straight back. Um, but they... Uh, um, you know, they, they all those guys are all all jujitsu guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's just interesting to see, like... Um, what their perspective was uh, about Nashville versus like Atlanta in terms of how much jujitsu is going on. Yeah, and so the maturity of jujitsu yeah. in the area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find that to what, be like? Well, what, what did they say? Sorry about that. <laughs> Kick it back to you. What yeah, they say? Exactly. They said Nashville's sort of like fine wine. Everything's perfect, and it's just taking a taking a while to progress. No, I mean they were really more speaking to just the prevalence and the 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 vibe in Atlanta that was you know saying it was really good. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, Atlanta's definitely a like more mature market. I'd say. Mm. Um, you know, in terms of it, speaking generalities right now, but uh, for the U.S. Um, obviously the hub is SoCal it always has been um, you mm-hmm. know that's where the Gracie's everybody went first um, and uh, and really it's it's funny because it's almost climate based right it's like yeah. Southern California is like Rio right I mean right. It, all, that's, that's all they do is jujitsu and surf and that's right. what they do out in SoCal so um, it sort of fits in well um, and then you've got a big influence in Southern Florida um, and then New York City I think just out of you know sheer numbers yeah. um, and then uh, and then it's sort of you know sort of creeping its way into the center part of the country mm-hmm. uh, and and so we are a little behind um, but you know it, it, it's different because right any other business you're like oh I've got potential customers uh, the market's there. Let's put together some money, start it up, boom, it's done, right? Um, and jujitsu, right, it takes, you know, give or take about 10 years to get a black belt. So mm-hmm. you, you sort of have to home, it's homegrown, right? Mm-hmm. The way the way most jujitsu gyms open is, you know, one, one guy opens a gym and he's got, uh, you know, people underneath him and then, wait eight to 12 years later somebody gets a black belt and then that person has to have you know the financial means uh, the want and the ability to go open up their gym and by the way if they live right by that gym well you're not going to open up right next to your you know to your to your sensei so you what do you do you you move on and now i have to move and go to a different market do you hear hear that joe you're my sensei so that means that when i open up my gym first i'm gonna start practicing i don't even do anything yeah that's a a first step but listen once i do (laughs) yeah watch out watch out topeka i'm coming for you oh there you go sean's from kansas originally i'm from kansas yeah Yeah, 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 never mind okay forget Topeka. (laughs) yeah 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 when you take the pebble from my hand you can go to ohio (laughs) brian (laughs) absolutely Rhode island here we go so yeah so it takes it takes a while right to 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 meet meet demand somewhere yeah. um, and so you're not able to respond the way you normally are and so we're trying to that's do really, is a, that's really interesting yeah. I mean I've never really thought of it like in terms of like the 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 sort of the way the harvest works you know mm-hmm. what I mean in terms yeah. of it being such a long haul yeah and uh, uh, 
and you know that you sort of gotta sort of build it slowly you know exactly and it's not like uh you know like uh you might have someone that's you know karate taekwondo maybe they got their black belt when they were 12 and now they're older now they can go and do it well mm-hmm. you know in jiu-jitsu right you, you the highest rank you can be at 16 is a blue belt mm-hmm. so you could be practicing from four to 15 but you're not a black belt you know yeah. um and so it, you have to do that as an adult so it's just it's mm-hmm. different um in that respect and uh and so, yeah, so what we're trying to do is really sort of change the model. We're trying to be a little disruptive, um, and, and I'm excited about it. And so what we've, we've done is we, we partnered with um, Professor uh, Gabriel Silva, who is a black belt uh, directly under Ricardo Vieira, mm-hmm. uh, who's a co-founder of Checkmat. So we mm-hmm. we, we joined uh, lineage-wise, because right. people get really confused, because we're Legion Jiu-Jitsu, but we're checkmat, and right. and so you're in the you have two things. You yeah. have you have your lineage, right, where the professor comes from. What who's mm-hmm. who's certifying that you're you're legit and you're registered usually with IBJJF, the International uh-huh. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Federation. Um, and so there's somebody you can follow that lineage all the way back to. Okay, where this start? Yeah, and so that's our team. Is is affiliation yeah. is under checkmat, um, and then our business, mm-hmm. right? The gym business is Legion Jiu Jitsu, right? Right, and so pe- people get confused between those two things. Um, they are separate and distinct things yeah. so um so i met uh, gabriel oof, really quick, almost, really quick yeah. I mean, let me just say just for people who are are you're explaining that very clearly especially to people who don't know anything about this yeah. and when when you guys first started to you know team up with him mm-hmm. and and i was realizing oh it's the checkmat thing then if you look if you just look that up mm-hmm. uh, on wikipedia you'll find that checkmat is like one of the top five jujitsu schools in mm-hmm. the whole world they right? really are and, so, and yeah. they're one of the newest which is kind of cool yeah. just celebrated uh 10 year anniversary actually right. this year right um and so this is you know, legit like when you come you know, to the legion jiu-jitsu this is like this is coming from brazil right. from brazilians who are here now actually right exactly <laughs> yeah and that's, and that's what happened is we uh yeah. you know i ran into gabriel and you know he was sort of uh you know, came here about five years ago, like like a lot of these Brazilians do, and you know, uprooted his family, sold everything he had, right? Sort of one of that uh, get to the shore, you know, burn the ships situation, right? <laughs> and, uh, and moved here, and, and and some things didn't work out, you know, as, as things don't always work out with uh, different gyms and businesses and stuff. And but I really I loved him, and I saw his his passion. Uh, for jujitsu, um, and and not just for you know competition. That's what, although that is a big part of what we do, but for teaching and just mm-hmm. and the, and I started to as I as I met with him, I met with Leo Vieira, I met with Ricardo Vieira, and uh, what I love about Checkmat because there's a lot of great teams. I'm not saying Checkmat's but it's a great team. There's a lot. There's a lot of great teams, but mm-hmm. what I love specifically about Checkmat is they think they strike a very good balance between being you know, family friendly, no egos, you know, that you want the team to feel more like a family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about taking care of each other. But it's about more than just jujitsu. Yeah. And there's um, a real community. Vibe. It's a real community. Yeah. And, it, and it's not that I'll you know, beat your chest, a bunch of, you know, mm-hmm. thing. It's, it, it, it's, it, it's again, it's about leaving your ego at the door mm-hmm. and, you know, about teaching the kids and being positive role models and just about the whole jujitsu lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and a oh, real family feel. by the way, yeah, we, we do. Potlucks, <laughs> we do. Yeah, we did. We did right. one for, uh, for Memorial Day and, and okay. we do Christmas parties and they had a Halloween party yeah absolutely All right. <laughs> now we're talking oh yeah you get, you get some good uh, uh, Brazilian yeah. Brazilian barbecue oh, oh man dang it's good oh, yeah. Ch- Ch- yeah. every time we go to Atlanta there's there's this one uh, Brazilian barbecue uh, steakhouse that we go to and it's like an all you can eat thing uh-huh. and they've got like you know traditional like you know they got like chicken hearts yeah, and, yeah yeah you know all different type of meats and all the spice it's so good but so all yeah. your foodies if you just are ready to get your ass kicked you can get that's right all it takes right is uh it's <laughs> yeah. a few hours a day we'll, we'll give you chicken hearts all the chicken hearts you can arm bar <laughs> <laughs> we'll, fill, we'll fill you with self-doubt and then food <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, chicken, yeah yeah that chicken didn't tap yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah they um so yeah so they do that but on the but conversely right and there's 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 a lot of gyms that are kind of like that that are very family friendly and that's great but what they then flip the switch when when it's time to train especially when we have a competition you know competition team practice or people are getting ready to compete like it's go time you know like we don't we don't screw around it's not we don't put up with a kind of you know half-ass effort like if 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 it's an adult class and or if it's a competition class you know you're you're gonna get destroyed (laughs) you know gabriel's gonna he's gonna push us and and it shows on the mat and um and that's and and that'll show you you know almost all over the world definitely top five a lot of times top three team in the world 10 years old mm-hmm. and um and a lot of that comes from the Vieira brothers because you know the the, the story the lineage behind checkmat is actually really cool because 
you know, a long time ago, and I'm generalizing here again, I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not getting too specific, but the, uh, you've got, uh, you sort of had two teams for a long time. You had the Gracies and you had Alliance and that was it. <laughs> and uh, then all these other teams spun out, spun out as Jiu-Jitsu developed out of Brazil. Um, and so um, the VR Bros are part of Alliance. Um, mm. And um, you know, and the story is, I if I've been told this is not a firsthand uh-huh. account. This is probably a tenth, you know, tenth degrees of separation yeah. from the truth. But the way I understand and the way I've been told it is basically, you know, the Vieira brothers went to uh, you know whoever, and I'm not accusing anyone, whoever they were, you know, under an alliance and mm-hmm. working with, and said, hey, we want to we want to move and open some schools in the favelas and mm-hmm. the, the poorest areas um, as sort of a way to you know help these kids, give them a way out of this situation, yeah. and and we're told. Uh, there's no money there. Right. Right. Stay, stay on the beach, stay in Rio, stay, stay where there's money. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, well, that's, that's messed up. You know, mm-hmm. jujitsu is more than that. And, uh, so they said, screw it. They broke off and, and they both are, uh, you know, obviously jujitsu is known as, you know, human chess. And that's what I like to describe it to people. It's mm-hmm. human chess with your body. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they both like to play chess and it's, and so that, that's where they came with check mat as mm-hmm. the name of the team. And they went and they opened up schools, you know, kind of like a, almost like a boys and girls club or like, a, uh, you know, like an inner city basketball program sure. or something yeah. like that. Inner city didn't boxing uh, program. Any yeah, of those exactly. Things. Yeah. Like didn't, didn't as a result of that, weren't there sort of a, wasn't there sort of a fork in styles and techniques? that were maybe relative to socioeconomically who the the styles were sort of yeah, I, circulating I, through? I, I think there was some of that. And I also think there's a little, I think that, you know, you can almost see the two sides of that coin I just, I just talked about where you, know, you have this very caring, you know, both both of them, are, you know, would easily be in the top 10 uh, of all time jiu-jitsu practitioners, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Ricardo Vieira would probably be, you know, maybe seven or eight or something. And he was a nine time world champion, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and so, and Leo Vieira was an ADCC champ and all that stuff. So very successful, uh, you know, w- superstars in jiu-jitsu, but obviously have the big heart, right? Mm-hmm. They have that family. They, they, they know there's more to it. They know there's, there's more to it than just medals and, yeah. you know, money and all that stuff. And so you see that side of it. But then I think that, you know, some of the grit, um, and that that intensity, uh, you know, probably got started because they started in the favelas, right? These rough areas mm. with uh, you know kids and in, in, in rough situations, and and they were used to being surrounded by violence, right? Mm. They're used to that's a rough lifestyle, it's a violent area, mm. um, and so the toughness, you know, mm. probably comes from that, and that and you see that a lot. Um, one of our instructors that was up here for about a year, um, uh, and, and Professor Antonio Carlos, and he's he's gone back to Brazil now, but uh, you know, I was watching a you know video on on checkmat on on youtube and one of their superstars named jackson Sousa, still one of the top uh guys in the world giant you know scary guy and um and i was like oh you know i was watching a thing on a special on jackson Sousa, and he goes oh jackson Sousa? and i'm like yeah he's like he's like he's my neighbor i'm like what and it showed him like walking up through the favelas like in uh-huh. the side of the rainforest yeah. and you know and they had a you know cinder block house with two rooms with you yeah. know eight you know 12 people in the family eight kids mm-hmm. and 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 you know grugs over there and and that's and he on hanging on the uh you know the cinder block walls is world championship middle mm-hmm. you know and uh and that that's the sort of background that, that they come from and mm-hmm. and so i think that that you know even though now the world headquarters is in you know for um checkmate is in long beach and they still have the rio one and they're spreading out but uh, I still think that that's sort of like the the cultural background, right? Mm-hmm. That's like that, that's sort of the, um, the the words are the words are escaping me, but that's the fabric, uh, mm-hmm. the essence of in my mind what sort of what checkmat is, and why we kind of have those two sides, and we and we sort yeah. of flip that that script. So that toughness is there because mm-hmm. um, Gabriel comes in, and he has that mentality, and what I also like about Gabriel and and I again, no no disrespect to any, anyone else that doesn't feel this way or, or professors, because I'm, I'm a brown belt, not a black belt, so. Um, that, that don't do this, but I'm aware of any school where two things, one, the professor doesn't compete. Mm-hmm. The professor, the head, the head guy, he doesn't have to win. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be the best in the world. He doesn't have to be world champ. He can go and lose. It doesn't yeah. matter. But I come from a military background, so I did my entire adult life. Mm-hmm. I was a military officer. And I, in my opinion, there's only one leadership style and it's leadership by example. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not, you, if you're not willing to step out there and put yourself in the line and go through the mental stress of competing and mm-hmm. you know, the not knowing if you're going to win or lose or get choked out in front of your friends and family, right. if you're not willing to put yourself out there like that and lead by example, you don't need to be telling other people to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you did it, well, I did it back in my day. Nah, nah I do it now. You mm-hmm. know, there's, there's like, you, you were just talking about before the podcast about yeah. there's, there's master's divisions up right. to 60 and up, yeah, like yeah, get yeah. out there and put on the line, you know? Right. Yeah. And, um, and Gabriel does that and, and he pushes himself and I try to do the same thing. So there's a lot of times where I'm like, man, I don't feel like on today or oh, I've got this I've got a lot of business stuff going on I don't know if I should go compete I don't feel like I'm 100% but 
um, you know, as a leader within the company, as one of the senior ranking people on a junior team, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and I'm going to put on the line and I'm going to win, win, lose, draw, mm-hmm. but I'm going to show all those white belts, all those blue belts also, yeah. but like, I'm willing to do it because I can't look back at them and say, you should be competing more. You should right. be doing, you should be pushing yourself. You should get out of your side of your comfort zone. Right. If I'm not setting that example. Well, that gets into that whole thing too, where like, you know, you have all these coaches or parents or any sort of authority figures that are starting to try to vicariously live through mm-hmm. other people. And it just creates this weird false kind of transfer of values or things because it's like I'm I don't know like it's on one hand you want people to do better than you know you want the next generation to do better than you did or have more opportunities and that's a native sort of uh, conditioned thought yeah, and that's yeah, all good just and a fine. Very, just a very human thing I think honestly. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah certainly like when it comes to like uh, you're, you're putting yourself and your your pride or whatever you want to call all the things or be, be willing to have a lack of ego in front of a lot of people and, and, and go down you know uh, for your for your team right. that's 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 definitely a, a different uh you have somebody to rally behind then you know mm-hmm. yeah I, I i think like i said i think you just have to set that example and the expectation <laughs> and show that you're willing you know uh you know goes back to the whole you know leaders eat last right you're 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 the, you're the last one to get comfortable you're the last one to eat you're the last one to do anything and you're the most tired and you work the hardest and that's the burden of leadership right mm-hmm. um whether it's in martial arts or business anything and anyone who tells you otherwise is you shouldn't follow them that's mm-hmm. my opinion right um that they should be the most tired they should be the most hungry um they should be putting themselves out the most they should be the most beat up um because that that's how we, we that's how you, you everyone gets behind you right you have to lead from the front you can't be in the back pushing people uh, mm-hmm. toward the front line and so um when it comes to jiu-jitsu that's what i love about him and, and on top of that he, i noticed how good he was with kids you know how um he had that compassionate very easy you know he's a giant guy he's like 230 but he's softy mm-hmm. uh, on the inside but he comes out he goes hard and uh, you know he's throwing me around like a rag doll before and that's that's awesome you know and and, and i and so i like that and so we, i really resonated and connected with him and so when we started talking and I said, you know, what's, you know, we, I was looking to affiliate with a team and, mm-hmm. I, and I, I looked at a lot, a lot of great teams. Um, I looked at Autos, I looked at Gracie Ba, I looked at just, you know, a, a lot of them, Zenith. I mean, good, good teams. They're all, all, all those are great teams. But, um, you know, because really of Gabriel and his passion and I loved his story of putting on the line and, you know, burning the ships and coming, bringing his family, mm-hmm. his young wife here to chase the American dream. And, um, and so we did as we, you know, to come kind of full circle on this, I said, hey, look, you know, I think there's an opportunity here with this checkmate thing where we don't have to be beholden to this this system of of supply and demand, because what we can do is, you know, uh, I can handle you know some of the operational business stuff, right, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, and then you can handle all the, the you can be the head instructor, you, you curriculum, mm-hmm. find find us good quality instructors, quality control, what tournaments we're going to, what everything you know, what what techniques are being taught all that stuff and then we have another partner um you know who handles sort of the finances um so he can look at hey i mean i get to push all the legal right we can push the legal we get to push you know all all the financial issues the bookkeeping all that so we've sort of split roles and i think that's going to allow us to scale in a way Mm -hmm. uh while we maintain quality Mm -hmm. we maintain our values um but we're able to scale at, at a much faster rate. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I think that that model is one that, I'm sure some other people are doing something similar, but it's not it's not one that I've seen yeah. around. And I think that's gonna give us a huge advantage. And I think that's one reason that we've got, you know, in the last year, Hendersonville, mm-hmm. and um, and we've got Murfreesboro, both doing great. And then, you know, we're opening in, in East Nashville in mm-hmm. next month. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and already we're starting, you know, I've literally done nothing other than uh, for East Nashville, other than I put a I put a sign on the side of the road, and mm-hmm. and we put a little note on our website. That's mm-hmm. literally it. I don't have a, there's no Facebook page yet. There's no Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have any nothing. And I've got well over thirty people have contacted me, and I have their name, email, phone number, like thirty leads of people. That I'm you know I'm ready to go before mm-hmm. you know we're a month out from even so, opening. Yeah, that, man, that's awesome. So all right, I was to, uh, when I was having a conversation earlier with some guys, and they were talking about the schools there in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, I guess one of them coaches, I think once, uh, you know, a week or is, mm-hmm. teaches a class or something. Yeah. Uh, but he was basically saying, he said, you can tell immediately uh, who's going to stay with it and who's not. He said, the people that are going to stay with it, they're immediately bitten mm-hmm. and just have this kind of like starry eyed kind of uh, curiosity that kind of gets kickstarted by like their first lesson or whatever. And then they just kind of don't stop there's people that think about this when they're going to sleep at night mm-hmm. and obsess over it and then there's kind of people that you know that just don't and so those mm-hmm. people so how do you like when you're building a school and you, and, and it seems like it's 
born of that kind of contagion you know like how, how do you inspire that with your new students or like you know you've you're, you've got you know these leads right you know with you yeah know, these uh you know, future champions. Yeah. Let's uh, hope, right? Let's hope. Right, Let's hope but, there's a few yeah. in there. <laughs> but, you know, I guess I'm just curious, you know, like, like how do you, like, how do you, how do you foster that kind of an experience for people and how would that be different over another school? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I think from the, from the moment, um, someone says they're interested, whether it's, uh, you know, a verbal exchange, whether it's somebody putting their info on a, on a social media mm-hmm. ad or on the website, whatever it comes in, uh, stalking you at home. Yeah. Whatever. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, um, yeah, however, however that contact's made, uh, the, the communication, right. Um, you know, first impressions are everything. So if someone says you, you know, sends you their info. So I'm interested. Oh yeah. I'll get back to you. Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like any other business. You're like, who are these guys? You know, and then, uh, but if you, you know, you contact them soon and, and it doesn't have to be a bunch of, be like, Hey, thanks for inter- Thanks for your interest. Uh, this is what we're looking at right now. And you know, Joe actually put his, you put your information down if you remember and I got it. And then I shot, you know, I'm like, Hey Joe, I yeah. know, I, I, I know you, I saw you this week, but I'm going to send you the same email <laughs> yeah, I'm sending everyone yeah, yeah, else yeah, yeah. just so <laughs> you know hey, what's Joe, going on. I know it's you. I, know <laughs> it's, <laughs> I was like, no, it's you bro. But <laughs> let me just say like, yeah, I'm going to send you the, just so you have the information. Yeah, here's the general rundown. And, and then yeah. it's just, you know, constant communication. Now that's because we're pre-open. Now mm-hmm. once someone does the, the, you know, the key is getting them in as soon as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like any other decision. So it's based on emotions, not logic, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, the sooner you get, if, if if they had the um, the motivation, right? And this is you know this is the same for any business, probably you know. But um, if they say, uh, hey, they gave me they 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 went through and had the motivation to put their information down. They gave me their email, phone number. Hey, I'm interested in jujitsu. At that moment, the longer it takes from that initial contact to you to actually get them in to try that class, the the rate of uh, <laughs> sign up, you know, just goes down. It just deteriorates over time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, statistically. So, getting them in as soon as we can, and then it's really about that that feel, and it, 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 it is some about what the instructor does. You know, um, what we do is, um, we always do a one-on-one intro session. So, if, unless someone's trained before. That's a trained great, before, no, that's, that's a different. huge deal, because yeah. by the way, side note, I mean, I'm not gonna throw you off here, but yeah. uh, I actually went to a school that were remain unnamed, mm-hmm. Uh, I had to do like all of the legwork, all of the pushing. Well, when can I come? And like, you know, whatever. Mm. And then I got there yeah. and I was, you know, uh, filled out all the paperwork and everything. And like, they just wouldn't, it was like, it was kind of like being in a a car dealer or something. And you're like, uh, usually aren't you people all over? Like, this, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? like yeah. I'm standing yeah, yeah. here in the middle. I felt yeah. like, not that, no, I'm not saying the place seemed cheap or slimy right. like a car dealership, but just in the sense that- That just I'm sounds standing, like a Home Depot to me. Like I'm standing yeah. here like- Yeah, if you don't know don't, where- the, I don't, yeah. I've never done this, man. So yeah. I don't know, like, I mean, yeah. where am I supposed to stand, wait, sit? Is this <laughs> yeah, a class yeah. going on? I don't no. know. When can I be? You told me to be here like at six <laughs> and then I'm here, but then what's happening? Now and, what, right? And it was just so, it was actually just a really awkward mm-hmm. experience. And that was several years ago. And, and who knows, maybe I would have already had like a few years in now. Right. Like if I just would have had a good- experience at that mm-hmm. moment and then not not long after that you know there was no sort of um uh, i had no attachment to that and then mm-hmm. i got derailed on a bunch of other things which yeah, maybe which i happens. wouldn't have right uh, had i just gotten my teeth into it at that moment yeah. Yeah. so anyway so when, when you're talking about like um because the only i was under the impression and i couldn't believe that there wasn't just like a a one-on-one intro session mm-hmm. for something like combat training <laughs> yeah right. yeah you know what yeah. I mean? yeah 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 like coming from the outside you know right like i wouldn't just like hand you a gun and go get in the line it's like let's let's familiarize ourselves with these weapons yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like i know enough to know that like okay i'm sure that all i'm gonna be doing is like shrimping around like an idiot for like the first <laughs> six months around the mat. yeah 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 like, if you're lucky yeah confusion i absolutely know i won't be doing anything but can you at least just like a little bit of handholding for just yeah. like understanding because I like especially for people like me like I've never been like a member of a gym or right. like something like that no. right so just have somebody that's that's actively consulting and working with to orient you to what's going on is a big deal yeah. oh I, yeah yeah you're you hitting the nail on the head and I think that you know uh, unfortunately I think this is not just the case with jujitsu gyms I think mm. it's the case with um, a lot of a lot of small businesses um, but especially I, I do see it yeah. in the martial arts space a lot, which is, uh, you know, maybe you have somebody, I'm sure there's somebody there who's super passionate about teaching jujitsu, 
but what's what's their business background mm-hmm. right yep. and so and so again i think that's another reason that we're going to do so well is because you don't have to have you know the ultimate renaissance man that's the best jujitsu instructor that's going to be thinking about marketing that's yeah. going to handle the operational processes of lead you know the sales mm-hmm. funnel and yep. it like we split yeah. that up now and um and and in fact you know the traditional model of having that black belt split off and start their own gym like i, I, like I said they've got to have financial means the want but do they have the ability what's their background actually run a business and yeah. set up hey if they're not there, yeah. do things still function or yeah. is it just a free for all? So the right? tradition yeah. needs people like you that have the mm-hmm. acumen and, and the sensibilities for that to mm-hmm. help actually keep the, the, the yeah. lo- this long sort of process mm-hmm. yeah. of, of accumulation of, well, of talent, you know, and, yeah. and well, expertise. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's just a matter of like professionalizing yeah. the, um, you, you know, our, our business professionalizing, you know, the martial art, um, mm-hmm. and the ones that do it right are the ones that do good. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so for me, yeah, that experience from the time we talk to you to getting you in as soon as we can, mm-hmm. we always, if you've never trained before, we always do a, a, a free, you know, intro one-on-one where we go through all the warm ups, And then what I do is I kind of just, I, I, I go through all the warmups so that, cause honestly the warmups can be some of the most, uh, um, intimidating, intimidating part because everyone, everyone's, it's very automatic, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right, warm up, clap, go. Right. And then everyone just starts doing stuff. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I guess what is going on? Mm-hmm. Patty cake. Is this patty cake? What is it going on? Just over in the corner, like doing car wheels. So they, um, so, you know, and you're sort of out there in front of everyone and, and mm-hmm. all that. So it's, it's, it can be intimidating. And then, and then, you know, if you're doing the right warmups, it should be the basic movements that you're going to build a foundation on. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're very foundational type, th- type skill sets. So I go over that, the whole thing. And that honestly, out of an hour session, takes about 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. 30, 40 minutes, just, I'm just teaching you warmups at mm-hmm. that point uh, because it's not just warm-ups but it's also like just body movements and then mm-hmm. I'm trying to in- instill some some principles like you're doing this let me show you why right and if there's mm-hmm. somebody else there, I'm like hey get on top of me hey we're, we're going to create a frame this uh-huh. is what I mean by frame this is the this is the purpose of a frame yeah. right? I need to be able to move away I can't move away if I can't create space so mm-hmm. I'm trying to create space so I'm going to I'm, I'm talking you through the why um, not just mm-hmm. the how. And then about the last 20 minutes, we go, and, and not through all of them, but the major positions. Uh-huh. And I say, look, this is a guard. You know, mm-hmm. there's more guards than I can even name. For right now, this is a closed guard. It's a full guard. I'm going to put you here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's what the person on top is trying to do. They're trying mm-hmm. to maintain posture. You want to be behind this invisible wall. Yeah. Here, here's why. And what I do is, uh, <laughs> with, with every position, this is this is not this is not like jujitsu philosophy. This is just Sean philosophy at this point. But um, Sean's jujitsu philosophy. But um, is uh, I, I say what every 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 major position, right? In my mind, you're only doing you're only doing two things in jujitsu. If you're in an established position. You're in, a, you're in a micro fight. So there's a series of micro fights within a position to get control and dominance of that position to control the transition to the next next position, right? So, um, you know, if, if I'm on bottom, right, and you have me in, let's just say, side control, so there's there's my legs aren't engaged, you're pinning me like a wrestling move, right? right? Okay, if there's no space between us, my arms aren't between us, my arms are wrapped around you like I'm hugging you, all right? I'm in a really bad spot. I can't move you. I can't create space. And I need to get my legs between us. If I can't get my legs between us and establish some sort of guard, then I, all is lost, right? You're completely offensive. I'm completely defensive until I can do that. And so... In with, the time you're explaining this, I've already gone knee on belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, you got the terminology now, man? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah we're going to do a 30-minute intro with you. Um, but yeah, so we, we've got... Uh, I'll need more, not less. <laughs> yeah. But, the, uh, but yeah, so, you know, you, you're going through that and you're, and, and you're and there's a micro fight. Well, how do I get my elbows inside? What am I trying to do here? And the same thing in a guard. You know, how, mm. all right, so the fight here is I'm trying to stay postured up because I need to do that because now I can break your legs open, get your legs open, and I can start to pass. The person on bottom well in order to attack from there has to break posture down control the body and then i can open my guard and i can start attacking mm. so that's a, that's a series of micro fights there's hand fights there's grip fights there's a yeah. series of motions within an established position so that's what i do is i put in like look here's the here's the big picture on the micro fights going right now right I, it's like you yeah know, you're almost like like zooming in i'm and zooming in on this yeah. one thing like, yeah here's because otherwise you get to a position you're like i don't know what i'm supposed to do here right yeah <laughs> and and so i'm trying to say all right when you're in the position you may not know how to do all these things or what the other person is doing technically or how to respond, but I just want you to understand the principle that Mm -hmm. you're trying to stay upright. Other person is trying to make you not be upright. Right. That's what this is, you know? And then, so again, in my opinion, there's only two things. There's positions with, with micro fights to control the transition to the next position and you're scrambling. That's it. 
That's jujitsu, right? You're either mm. in an established position or you're not in any established position, and now you're just scrambling. And to mm. me, um, that's where you, that's to me the uh, the micro fights is a little bit of art, but it's more science when you're mm. in an established position, right? There's usually a system, you do that. and then but when you get into a non-established <laughs> position, mm-hmm. um, and now you're sort of scrambling, yeah. Where it's not that's that's <laughs> the art to yeah. me, right? Because there's no there's no I can't I you can't prepare and mm. create like an algorithm or a system for every set of scramble with every right. body position with their reaction you can't do it mm-hmm. so now you're acting on instinct and now you're acting mm-hmm. on principle right like mm-hmm. i tell my students all the time look if you're both on the ground right or on your knees right if you're both and you're facing each other nobody has control of the other person any type of guard who's ever it's it's pretty simple it, it, people try to make it too complicated who's ever hips get higher faster it's gonna win yeah see that's great stuff. all you gotta do is get your hips up if your yeah. hips are higher than you're gonna win and if your hips are lower yeah. you're gonna lose and that's yeah. it and so but how do you do that? See, that would be yeah. counter, that would be counter yeah. to my instinct because I always thought uh, that it was better to have your hips lower than the other person so that you can toss them. Yeah. Well, so standing. So I'm saying if you're both on the ground, like if you're oh. both if you're, if you're both like laying on the ground, right, or I like or, or on on the ground. Now standing, yeah. If your hips are lower, you have the leverage to lift. Mm-hmm. But if you know if we're if we got into like a guard scramble and we're mm-hmm. both on the mat, and then all of a sudden you kind of kick me off and we're you know if we just laid side by side, right, yeah. on our backs, we just laid side to side on our backs, and they said go. Yeah, the person who's going to win is who gets their hips higher, mm. right? and so um, it's just closer to the top position. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's just leverage, right? Now gravity's on my side, right? Gravity's mm. a huge advantage. Not so, pushing down instead of pulling up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, yeah. and I use that example all the time, right? Because you know, jujitsu is there's the competition side, and and I, I get I get a little a little pissed when people like. Oh, uh, the worst thing, and I, so so if, if somebody's gonna hear this and, and just send me a, a note or something, and be pissed, but uh, whatever. Um, Nobody's gonna hear this. Show. Okay, <laughs> right, right, right. All right, hey, mom, don't don't send me a bad note about this. Um, but the uh, no, the uh, is like the schools are like, well, we don't we don't really, you know, we're more of a. Com- are you a competition school? Or are you like a self defense school? I'm like, bro, if you're a blue belt and you can win an IBJF tournament, I don't I don't give a shit what you're what you're like. Something. techniques are you're <laughs> right. going to be fine yeah. you know mm. you're going to be fine in a street mm-hmm. fight like unless the other person has trained and so right. like you're going to be just fine we've you talked know? to uh, we've had uh logan nash and we've had uh donovan salvato mm-hmm. and uh, last week we were talking with uh, irvin jones who uh, previously used to teach with you guys yeah, yeah and, Irvin, and yeah. um uh and uh donovan and nash are still uh um i mean uh, logan are still uh part of legion right yep. and uh, yep. fighting through legion yep. uh but w- but in talking to those guys we've had the discussion more than once that it's like yeah generally speaking for people who aren't familiar with how jujitsu works if you once you achieve that blue belt a mm-hmm. couple of years of training yeah probably, Generally, generally yeah. you know um at that point no matter if you're a man or a woman if you're uh, uh, a heavy giant person or a tiny twiggy mm-hmm. small person whatever your size and shape or anything else at the pretty much once you get that blue belt you've got a set of skills that will allow you to kind of take out anyone who doesn't know what you know yeah so anybody i mean a big strong terrifying human of any kind Mm -hmm. is suddenly pretty neutralized once you know how to do the just throw the basics i mean the intermediate you you have mastery of an intermediate level of jujitsu and now you can just choke that person unconscious like (laughs) literally i mean (laughs) i mean mean, there's a reason you know and obviously in in the mma world Um, you know things have ebbed and flows and and things have developed over time but at the end of the day right if you look at like old ufcs right uh where people were sort of untrained and they're mm. not they weren't all world class in five different martial arts mm. right you got to see what kind of okay i mean it, we can still go back to that because that's this you know most people don't have a master of even one martial art right mm. and so right that's more of like a a, a a better example of sort of what what the street w- or, or or fight would be like mm-hmm. now and, and and of course again if, if that one person that does listen to the podcast hits me up and gets angry about this you know like are we going to jump guard in a street fight and mm-hmm. like go underneath and do all no you know that yeah. you, you don't but you know are you also in in a, in it that's a stupid argument in my mind because mm-hmm. you know if you're a you know whatever six degree black belt in taekwondo and some drunk guy wants to fight you in a bar are you gonna like jump off the wall do a spinning click kick and kick him in the chin or are you yes. just gonna like are you okay okay fair yes. enough right. no, that's right. I, stand, I stand corrected of course that's what i'm yeah. gonna do of course. i mean if you can I'm, right if you yeah, can exactly if uh, you can I don't know, my, my, uh, when i fought MMA, it was funny i was joking around i always said uh you know the, the number one way if you're a fighter and you because uh, what happens some um, guys get drunk and they're like if you know they like, know you fight sometimes you know yeah. they're like oh yeah i can you know and they, they start something right and um, <laughs> just to like do it and i say you know the, the quickest way to do that to just defuse situation is throw one leg kick mm-hmm. because here's the thing everyone throws punches everyone mm. oh he's a lucky oh and if you get taken down you know, the floor is dirty and there's broken you know whatever mm. but at the end of the day it's like 
But if you're in a, if, if one drunk guy's in a fight with, oh, get him, you know, with his, with his bros, and the other guy just puts up his hands and just throws a hard ass leg kick and <laughs> yeah. just knocks it down, they're like, mm, not the guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, you just, you just know, like, yeah, all right, we're done here, right? Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's, what yeah, yeah. that's what I always joke right. about. I like, just do that because it's just, yeah. it's like, if he, if he just did that, like, there's a lot of other shit I just don't want to see him do, right? Right. Uh, yeah, but yeah, probably yeah. Like, so, a, like a high outside leg kick because uh, your shins are not, like, if you don't have shins built up. Mm-hmm. You should probably not kick them. Like, yeah. What if, what if you're doing? The, you're trying to pretend like you know something. You're trying to get right. out of a fight. You, you oh, throw a yeah. leg kick and the guy checks it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Actually, I, 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 oh I, I, shit! And all of a sudden, it's like it's on. Yeah. I, I forgot. I was listening to a podcast, man, I and it may have been. Uh, <laughs> I, was yeah. saying, I was like, I, I forgot who it was. I, I think it may have been a, a Rogan podcast. It mm. may have been a Joe Rogan podcast, but um, where he was, he was talking with a, a fighter, and he was telling a story how. He was driving. It was a UFC, UFC fighter. He was driving down, you know, the road, and somebody cut him off. He flipped him off, and they were doing road rage back and forth, flip each other off, going back and forth. And finally, the guy like gets up next to him and motions, like, you know, we're gonna pull over, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, this dude just fucked up, right? <laughs> he, mm-hmm. doesn't, he doesn't even know. Yeah. So he says he gets out. They both get out, and like they're yelling at each other, and they square off. They go, and he says, he said he threw it, he threw this hard, like a hard leg kick. The guy checked it and just got his stance, and they both just looked at each other, and they're like. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> they just like shook hands high five in the back of the car. <laughs> they just realized it's like, like, oh, okay. never mind. Like, okay. Okay. This is okay. not what I thought. This, is, like, not, okay. this yeah. is not worth it. This is a whole other thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a, there's like a yeah, there's like a, a drive by and like you point back your AK. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh you got me. All right. All right, fair enough. Call my bluff. Have a good weekend. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Right? Yeah. That's hilarious. Mutually assured destruction I've works. Actually, right. I've, always, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always thought that even though I don't practice anything I've observed enough I actually feel like that in my mind I could kind of almost uh, at least avoid the worst of a situation mm-hmm. just by having the just by knowing that it's probably better to be closer to someone than mm-hmm. at range yeah. with them you know yeah, just some the, basic things d- like, d- yeah, d- or d- like d- tie d- my hips to them and just hold on yeah I mean distance management yeah. and in a lot of self-defense stuff and, and that's what I like when we you know we teach um, we teach a lot of uh, women's sexual assault prevention and women's self-defense seminars it's one of my passions to do. I mean, I was raised raised by a single mom um, for the majority of my life, and uh, and so that that, um, that that's a kind of a cause that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and uh, and so I'm a big proponent of it, and because I just can't imagine, you know, I'm I, I grew up wrestling, um, and then you know I was in the army, and I was in infantry, mm-hmm. and then I was in special forces, and then you know I fought jujitsu, and I fought MMA, and all stuff. And I'm not a giant guy, but I'm not a small guy either, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so I, I don't walk around scared. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, people ask me all the time, like, because a lot of my buddies, you know, do from military. Oh, do, do you can still carry? I'm like, I mean, on, I've got some guns there at my buddy's cabin. I have been for like four years. Mm-hmm. And like next, they're like, well, what do you defend your house? And I'm like, I, this sounds scary. I actually have like a old like breaching axe from Iraq. When we were like, I have, I have, I have like a little hatchet, like a battle axe next to my door, next to my bed. So if you want to break into my house in East Nashville, it's not going to be a good day for you. And, um, and that's what I tell them. And and uh, and they're like, well, you don't have a gun. I'm like, dude, I'm just. I'm not scared. Like, mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you know, there's, I'm not anything stupid and, you know, mm. walk down in an alleyway by myself that I'm not yeah. supposed to. I mean, but on the other hand, like, just a normal day of their life, like, I don't walk around scared. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just walk around like, you, you, it's not a good idea. Meanwhile, and I think, meanwhile, I think, women are, is a pervasive exactly. state of mind. I can't imagine, yeah. I can't imagine having to walk around. And if they have any, you know, hopefully they have enough awareness to realize that it's dangerous, right? And so, mm. I, I just can't imagine having to walk around like that. And that's one of the reasons that I, I again, love jujitsu. And I, I, tell, I tell this to men all the time, like, look, it's great that you do jujitsu. I want mm-hmm. jujitsu, it's changed my life, and I, I think it'll change yours too. But especially for women and kids, for mm-hmm. for that reason that it's the only martial art, right, yeah. that's specifically designed for a weaker, smaller person to be mm-hmm. able to defend themselves exactly. or, or uh, overcome a, a bigger, stronger opponent. It's the right. only one. Yeah. And, um, and so what I told, you know, parents, I mean, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory with women, but you know, with, with parents, I'm like, look, just cause your kid is eight years old and 75 pounds doesn't mean the bully or doesn't mean someone's going to solve them is eight years old and 75 pounds. They could be 11 and 105. Yeah. And there's a big difference between 105 or 115 pounds and 85 pounds. Oh, that's, for sure. That, that, that's like, that's like 160 and 220. Like yeah. that's a big difference, you know, cause it's a weight, weight is about ratio. It's not about numbers. Yeah. It's about ratio. Yeah. So, and you at know, that age when kids are younger like that, I mean, they're so, um, they're so uh, 
uh, diverse in terms of in terms of like the kid who's got his coordination together, the kid who's already right. got that strength hat coming. Mm-hmm. That kid, you know, we knew the kid who like you know all of a sudden it's seventh grade and that kid's fucking jacked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that happen? Because yeah, I'm just sh- shaving in fifth grade. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, you son yeah. of a bitch. And yeah, that yeah. happens. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like I think with the bully situation. I mean, and also too, like how many? I mean, every single fucking fighter that I admire, if they ask up, there's inevitably there's the interview of like, how did this start for you? And it's always like. Well, there was this bully at school, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and then I yeah. was like, "Fuck this! I'm going to beat the shit out of this yeah, guy." Yeah, exactly. you know? I would be empowered by yeah, it. And I'm going to be empowered by it. Yeah, that's what I love about it. it yeah. It's so empowering. You can just see it. And the thing is, too, and it's it's statistically shown too. You know, even though we're joking aside about the whole MA thing, drug uh-huh. guys and bars, um, that you know, people who train to fight don't get in fights. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I say that all the time, like I, you know, I've, I've, I've been in a lot of different situations and my whole life, but I started wrestling when I was 12 and even, and I was, I was little. I mean, my, mm-hmm. uh, my senior year in high school, I wrestled 135, mm-hmm. you know? Dang, um, man. I was, yeah, I was, you know, I, so as soon as I stopped wrestling in college after cutting weight for like eight years, I, I grew like two inches when I was like 20. <laughs> we just started, eating, I started eating food again. <laughs> um, so I've been wrestling like nine, nine months a year since I was 12. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, but you know, I've, I've been in like two, two altercations in my entire, my entire mm-hmm. life. And, um, and I, I think it's, it's that inner confidence, right? Because here's the thing, people can tell the difference, at least I can, I know most people can, between cocky and confident, right? Mm-hmm. We can all kind of picture that, especially in, you know, people start drinking and their, their inhibitions go down. Mm-hmm. They start really kind of acting like themselves. And, um, and, and, and you can see the person who's, who's cocky and mm-hmm. being a dick and, and the person who's just quietly confident right mm-hmm. and people who train jujitsu uh, for the most part are just quietly confident they just they just kind of carry themselves differently you know when i was uh i started training well i started training in louisville kentucky in jujitsu mm-hmm. um and we can go into the story if you want later but the uh but after that i was i went for some training because i was at fort knox i went to uh, fort bragg north carolina uh-huh. um, for the uh, special forces qualification course and, in uh, Vietnam. In Vietnam, very good. Yeah, that's right. Oh, beautiful favor. I'm, I'm from North Carolina originally. Oh, yeah. oh cool. From Winston Salem. Oh, I I, I love yeah. Winston Salem. I mean, honestly, I all joking aside, uh, I I did love live North Carolina, but um, but yeah, I lived there, and so I started training at a gym called uh, Team Rock. Um, it's a it's the team where Team Tim Kennedy trained out of when he oh, was okay, right active, and um and uh in, in anyway, um, Greg Thompson's out there, and he's been the head hand to head the head head uh excuse me the head hand-to-hand mm-hmm. uh, combat instructor for uh for delta force and stuff like that for years and so um great dude but he uh i was training there and what i noticed and this is something that stuck with me all the way till i decided that this is what i wanted to do later in life was um i saw a few a few women especially and kids and because i was there about a year on training and uh where i saw them walk in so i'm the first session saw them uh you know sign up and start and then I saw him about 30 days later um, because I had gone to the field, you know, to do some, some work or, you know, some training. And uh, I came back and they literally were carrying themselves differently. Like they walked. They mm-hmm. walked differently. Mm-hmm. And and you could just see it in their face, you know, after 30 days, 60 days. And, you're, and I'm like, that is, that's incredible, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not, again, it's, and it's not because, oh, I got a gun, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, I'm going to get a lot of people from that. But like, that's my other pet peeve. Is mm-hmm. that, that guy's like, well, I don't need to do that. I got a gun. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, I'll make your gun my gun real quick, you know? And then uh, <laughs> what? And so, um, so they, uh, you know, I saw that. And I was like, that, that is phenomenal. You know, so that's why I'm so passionate about it. You know, especially for my kids. I saw my own, my own girlfriend start. She's been training for about two years now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's, you know, you know, five, three and undisclosed weight, but little, right. Mm-hmm. And cause I'll get in trouble. Smart. But, <laughs> uh, prudent, prudent move. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> learned something these three decades, but, um, the, uh, but yeah, so, you know, and, and a girly girl, I never thought she'd be into it. And I sort of mm-hmm. made a deal with her. I would do these one, I would do like the, the, the bag classes, like the heavy bag classes uh-huh. with her. If she would do, uh, if she'd tried jujitsu. Uh-huh. And then of course I got really busy and made a bunch of excuses and hardly ever did the bag classes, <laughs> and she kept but she kept jujitsu. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she, you know, in the first 90 days, like you said, I, I tell people all the time, give it 90 days, not in, in 90 days. If you give it an honest effort and you train at least twice a week for 90 days and at the end of it, you say, ah, it's not for me. Cool. But because during the nine days, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be some days you're like, man, I just keep, you know, you're like, oh, it's mm. so great and new. And then you know enough where people start ramping it up against you because you're not the brand new guy anymore. And uh-huh. then you're getting smashed. And you're like, oh, what the hell? So, <laughs> but give it 90 days, 90 days. And so that's what I told her. I was like, give it 90 days. Get through that first smash. Yeah, yeah, you got to get there's through that first smash. Like it's just really. survival. It's just survival. You just got to survive. First you're drowning, then you get smashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then suddenly you, you pop up it. on the surface. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, it, it's funny. I use the example kind of like leadership, right? It's, yeah. I would say you got to learn how to follow before you can lead, right? So mm. you've got to learn how to follow. You got to learn how to 
to be a private, mm-hmm. right? And then you can be a team leader. I think that, that, and then you can be a teammate. So now yeah. you got to learn how to follow. Then you can learn how to be a teammate. Then you can lead people. Mm-hmm. Jiu-jitsu is very similar, right? I mean, I want to learn how to choke people. Bro, you got to learn how to survive first. Yeah. Like if you can't survive, then, you know, in, in, in a basic attack, yeah. then what good does it do to me to teach you, you know, the craziest tornado guard sweep to right. back take? Like <laughs> right. does new, that's, right. that's not, the, you have to go in order. And so <laughs> you, 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 you spend your first year, you're just surviving mm-hmm. and you're getting attacked because you've got to learn that first. If not, then you're, you're screwed for later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, you know, she got through that and fell in love with it. And now she's, you know, a blue belt, competes mm-hmm. regularly um, and kills it. And, you and know, she also she all, let's go ahead and plug her clothing line. She has her own apparel line for women. Yeah, that much because into it, she's yeah. like she's like girls should do jujitsu, but they don't make the clothes right. So I'll make these cool clothes. Yeah, yeah. She did. Yeah. It's called Athena. Yeah, Athena BJJ. We so want to have her on here too because she's yeah. that's a perfect fit for our art fight thing. Oh, that'd you know be great. Yeah, I mean? she because she she does yeah. a lot of graphic design. Yeah, um, the Legion stuff, stuff all looks great. Yeah, she designed I, that logo yeah, too. It looks great. So she she does she does really good work and um. But yeah, so she yeah she saw that where uh, basically what a lot of not all but a lot of manufacturers do is they'll be like oh women's you know women's rash guard and it's and basically took a men's small and made it pink and then you know yeah. so it still doesn't fit right right but she made up she made modifications where it like fits the female form and it yeah. stays down and all this stuff yeah so really really cool and um but you know but I saw with her where I could just see where she she started just carrying herself differently you know and we went to. Uh, yeah, we were in Atlanta at a music mm. festival, mm. and um, we were at a music festival last year in May. And uh, these, uh, I, I went in the you know the the bathrooms or whatever, and she was waiting for me. And these two girls, bigger girls, um, both in height and weight, um, you know, came over, and I came out the very tail end of it, but they were significantly bigger. Than her. Apparently, they came up and started you know bumped into her and said something, and then started put, you know kind of like what you know talking talking shit to her about it or something. And um, and I I said, well, are you all right? You know, did everything turned out. And she's like. She kind of looked around for a second, kind of, you know, like, yeah. I mean, she's like, for the first, like, if this was, you know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, mm. like, I would have been terrified. And she's mm. like, I just sat there and I'm like, like, these chicks do not want to do this right now. Like, <laughs> they just don't. And I was like, that is, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, and, I was like, and, and that's amazing to know that she can walk around like that. Yeah, and the way that nature works, nature... Mm has you know like you can sense that in someone else mm-hmm. to where you'll so then then you'll defer yeah i think they, they probably the, back down just because they they're like oh she's not not reacting like the <laughs> little girl that we thought she was <laughs> yeah, right? yeah and maybe there's something here and I, and I think there's something you know there's something totally to that i mean they were it, like that and also i love her top <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where do you get that from <laughs> <laughs> as a matter of fact <laughs> yeah exactly it fits so well it's um, interesting because yeah. i think i think you know i've done uh, more uh like of the mma stuff at your mm-hmm. at the gym um, and uh, but I'll say also too that just like just occasionally putting yourself in a situation where we're going to put on our gear, we're going to run through you know a bunch of technical stuff, and then we're going to spend a couple rounds trying to really hit each other. And you know we don't go crazy at the gym. At least right. nobody we don't. The ones I we don't, I haven't been there when like Kyle's training. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, yeah. but when we're I've been in the class with Kyle, and when we're yeah. in the class, everybody's being cool. Yeah. But I've gotten pounded in the head a couple times. I've taken a couple of good shots to the yeah. face every now yeah. and then. But I'm in there to do that, so it's fine. That's right. what we're doing. Uh, but here's the difference is just putting yourself in the situation where that's okay and then it happens and then you, it's it's not the, the world didn't end everything's fine and then it's okay, a huge deal yeah and now here we go deal. again and and you just feel like ah damn it like why didn't I slip that how did I not see that thing or how yeah. did I set myself up for that all of a sudden you're on to just learning about it and you're not you're not terrified about the idea of someone trying to punch you right. and for many people if they got into a situation suddenly where somebody's really about to punch you in the face mm-hmm. just that that alone it's like overwhelming oh they you might as well be pointing a gun at, and that's that's yeah. what i told it like uh th- this would infuriate me um when i was i was in the army um when i was in the infantry and then especially yeah. when i was in when, when i was in special forces is you know i get guys in and never been a fight in their life mm-hmm. you know didn't know how to throw a punch mm-hmm. and i'm like you want to go to combat and watch my six and i can't trust you to even throw a fucking punch like i don't think so like yeah. we're, we're fighting you know like i'm yeah. gonna teach you to fight and yeah. um because uh it, but but it's it's exactly what you talked about if you if you've never been hit before like you talked mm. about if you've never then in your mind mm. there's no difference between me getting ready to throw a punch at your face and me pointing a gun at your face yeah it's that you're, you're gonna you're gonna get a nearly or the exact same fear response yeah the, the, the fight or flight response you're gonna get mm-hmm. from that individual and i bet if you did all the bio, biometrics and you detach all the tests yeah. you would see a near identical fight or flight response right yeah the cortisol spike and all that stuff and but take that now that next person who's trained yeah. right and uh and can keep their eye the 
Number one thing for keep fighters, their keep their eyes open. <laughs> it's so basic. That's, it's that's, insane. That, to, to, me, to me, that's when the flip is, when the, the switch has been flipped on uh, a fighter yeah. is when they can be in that stance and they can watch a punch come in and they can just eat it and the punch goes away uh-huh. and their eyes are still open. Uh-huh. If you can do that, you're ready to learn. Yeah, Until yeah, you can yeah. do that, you're not ready to learn. Mm-hmm. And um, and just being able to do that, and then you've got like, you're right, like, oh, that's not so bad. And the same thing with jujitsu, a lot of people are like, I don't know, somebody on top of me, because it's, it's yeah. about being comfortable, Completely. being uncomfortable, yeah. right? You're, you can't quite breathe, right? But yeah. just relax, you're gonna yeah. be okay. Because the worst everything. thing you can do is, <laughs> is freak out, right? Yeah. Because as soon as you, you know, maybe you have kind of a choke in, uh-huh. and if you panic, guess what happens? Your, yeah. your blood pressure goes up, your heart rate goes up, your vessels start expanding, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden that half inch you had to breathe goes away, and now you're out, right? Mm-hmm. And so you gotta just be calm, don't panic, mm-hmm. it's gonna be fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and and I think that's that's the difference between uh-huh. uh, someone who's, oh, I like to f- street fight, and, and a martial artist, right? Yeah, like a, yeah. an actual martial artist is just somebody who's, it, it, this isn't, this isn't, you know, even if it might be, life or death but mm. I, I'm doing a martial art right now and, yeah. and so because of that I'm not you know facing down the Viking horde yeah. right it's just, it's just a dude yeah. right he's got hands just like I do yeah. and I've been here before and, right. and, and and it's very similar training in the military same yeah. thing right that's why you do realistic training yeah. and 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 and, the, and the, I think the technical term here would be stress inoculation, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's what we would do. Ah, you know, I like that stress inoculation. Yeah, you get yeah, used yeah. to that level of stress in that yeah. in that environment. Yeah, and that's why like realistic training in the military is so important, right? You got to mm-hmm. have the explosions, and eventually you got to go through houses and shoot real bullets. Yeah, you know, so that you have that. You know, the first time we go, you know, you go through a house with guys on your team and you got their bullets frying, you know, two feet ahead of you, three feet ahead of you. You don't want that to be in combat, mm-hmm. right? You want that to be in training. You want to do it over and over and over again. So that way you're now you're the martial artist, right? And mm-hmm. that's the difference when like we would go overseas between us and the enemy a lot mm-hmm. of times is they, they may have had a gun just like us. They may have given just as many, probably more firefights, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, than, than my guys. But they didn't have that. They, they, they were fighters. Mm-hmm. They weren't they weren't soldiers mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that's the difference my mm-hmm. guys mar- a soldier is a martial artist a soldier's like this is I've done this a million times yeah. I've been here before and I've got a job to do and I'm focused on what's happening and I'm gonna react accordingly yeah. not, oh, just, you know, not I'm not reacting emotionally right. I'm not letting emotions yeah. control what I'm doing right. and and so to me you know that's why another reason why I tell people they should come compete and, mm-hmm. and jujitsu especially but especially you know MMA type guys mm-hmm. because I'll tell you that in my entire life the only the thing that's come the closest to being in a real firefight overseas in a real life situation is walking in a cage mm-hmm. when you walk in that cage and they shut that door yeah. and you look across at somebody else you've got no ill will against them yeah but you know that here in a second you're about to beat the shit out of each other yeah for no you know and and, and in front of your friends and family and everybody else there's nowhere right. to go there's nowhere to hide yeah and you know that's what i love about you know the ufc motto is really nervous gets. just thinking True. about it Sean. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just picture this joe the lights go down and um, <laughs> and you're in there and and there's and there's i'm gonna and have like a fabulous thing. outfit by the way it's gonna be unbelievable just Rick style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna be perfectly calm and just, I'm just gonna be perfectly calm and throw a very confident leg kick and then just wait yeah. and see what happens. Well, yeah. it's, it's crazy because I've you know I've learned I've, you know in 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 the amount of like you know the going to the technical class and doing a, you know I haven't even done a ton of sparring with those guys, but to the degree that I've done it, the the thing that I learn about it every time I've been there is that like I I got to a point where like I was jumping rope all the time and I was like you know doing like my shadow boxing and the whole time I'm like I'm like really on it. And being really disciplined it's like I got my little phone and my little my little bell ringing on my yeah, phone yeah. and it's like three minutes I'm on my toes the whole time mm-hmm. I'm moving I'm throwing punches I'm throwing kicks I'm I'm you know keeping it up and I'm like huh you know four rounds later I'm still breathing okay everything's fine and yeah. I'm like oh it's gonna make all the difference and it has made a difference it has yeah, helped me absolutely. but it still does not, not the do same. the same thing no. as even the level that I'm at where it's like, you know, when somebody's kicking me in the leg, they're kicking me hard enough that I don't want them to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And to stay calm in that, right? Yeah, and, and that's, even just yeah. that, even just, you know, me in there with the other students listening and sometimes yeah. with people like Kyle or Donovan and people, mm-hmm. you know, who actually do compete, yeah. but the, but they're they're all good guys and no, nobody's trying to kill each other no, in those no, class no. situations no. just so people understand what we're talking about. But still, you know, it's like, you know, you get it's you, a different you, level yeah like you, you move the you wrong step way it up, you step and, it up you know there's there, real consequences right there's kicks coming to your head you know what i mean and yeah. I've, I've 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 you know thrown the block up the wrong way and had the kick hit the block hit my head and yeah, i almost like, knock I'm, you over yeah. <laughs> yeah. just knock yourself out you yeah. didn't do it right you yeah. know what i mean it's, and uh, there's consequences it, it you know? is, there's real consequences 
and and, yeah. I, and I think that's that's the and, biggest thing, and that, that just that fear of the unknown. Yeah, uh, that's and a that, lot of it. And, and I think that you and know the, the inability to control the pace because the other person also mm-hmm. can, can control the pace. Yeah, yeah. So now all of a sudden, three minutes later, that bell rings, and I'm like, okay, that's good. <laughs> you I'm tired. Yeah, I mean, I you don't know if he is or not. You know, what and, I mean? and more often than not, that guy's just as tired or more tired yeah. than you. But you don't feel that. Right. You know, you're just yeah. like, oh, I feel like I'm <laughs> gassed. I'm sucking. And the other guys over there like, God, I'm gassed. I'm sucking. And and but you know that that's why you know to sort of you know maybe bring this thing you know in terms of this this discussion full circle uh-huh. um i think that that's why you know real real martial arts um uh, is, is is so important and, and and is because the number one fear i think of all human beings is the unknown mm-hmm. right if we just know what's going to happen we're, we're fine with it right mm-hmm. but even if it's bad we can deal with that right but if we don't know yeah. Oh God! It'll eat you inside, right? You yeah. can't. It takes a, it takes a really strong will to be able to face down and be okay with that. A real confidence, mm-hmm. and usually from training. And mm-hmm. um, and I think that's where martial arts teaches you because you're used you're you're, you're used to the unknown now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go against other person. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't uh-huh. know. What, I'm trusting. I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna problem solve on the fly, uh-huh. and I'm gonna figure this out on the fly. And I can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, now all of a sudden, this is the same thing I tell our students that you know we have mat talk. My number one, you know, we do some of this mat talk where I have to wear my here's some lessons there's things to think of mm-hmm. but the number one thing i hit if it, when, when i when i teach that i'll hit at least once a month mm-hmm. is like look you're you're not you're here to learn jujitsu but jujitsu is really hard right we're not necessarily doing you know forms and katas and stuff mm-hmm. like that where you're just kind of by yourself like we all fought today right like mm-hmm. someone really tried to choke you out and you really tried to stop them and you really tried to choke them out yeah. and it's hard and you're sweaty and you're probably got you know your knuckles probably hurt and you're yeah like, and i'm like that's good because um we make it hard in here and we you make you problem solve under these stressful situations because guess what everything else outside is easier right yeah. i'm asking for that promotion is easier stopping that relationship that you you just you're not sure if you're gonna be okay by yourself but you know it's not good for you and it's not mm-hmm. going anywhere but actually just making that call uh you know deciding to you know quit the job that you hate because you've got this idea you want to mm-hmm. chase like what, whatever that is having a hard conversation with a spouse or a mm-hmm. son like that all becomes real easy mm. when you do the things that we were just talking about, right? Yeah. When you've been in there, you know, and you're getting punched or kicked in the face and you promise over, mm. you've been, you've gone against, you know, somebody in the class is a hundred pounds heavier or 50 pounds heavier mm-hmm. than you, and you've gotten smashed and you, mm-hmm. win, lose, doesn't matter, but you faced it and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, this is hard because it makes the rest of your life easy. Yeah. And, and I think that's the number one takeaway that people get from jujitsu is it makes the rest of life easy. Yeah. You know, all those yeah. other things that you thought were hard are yeah. not hard. It's that stress inoculation. That's why, you know, that's what, that's the difference between, you know, a civilian and a soldier. Mm. That's the difference between a national guard soldier, maybe, you know, trains, you know, on the weekends and mm. a full active army guy who's training, you know, mm. 30 days a, a month. And that's different than an infantryman versus a logistics guy. It's mm. the difference between a special forces guy and an infantryman. Like all you stepping up these levels mm. where, you're all of a sudden, you know, I like, I, I know from just, you know, my, my, my training I've done in my, my short life here. Um, and, and some of the military training that like, I, I know, I don't think, I don't think most human beings can say this. I know that if it really matters, my body will break down before my mind does. Mm-hmm. I know that I, I've been there. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen grown tough guys fall off the wayside and not be able to make it through something. And I've kept going and I've seen it with some of the toughest situations. And I'm not saying, you know, definitely there's not the toughest guy in the world. And, you know, the army's ruined a lot of stuff I used to think was fun. You mm-hmm. know, camping, you don't ask me to do it for fun, but I know <laughs> jump out airplanes, all that stuff sucks now because yeah. army ruined it. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I know I've been there and, uh, and I take that into the mat and I try to instill that in the students. Like you're going to be fine. And, um, and, and I know, you know, almost everyone, uh, you know, how many times you've seen someone running on a treadmill, really getting after it and they just completely pass out, hit the ground and fly off the back. I've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. I've been to a lot of gyms. Why? Because your mind's quitting. Your body's not quitting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people don't realize is how far, uh, especially with training and conditioning, how far your body can, with amazing things your body can do, the amazing things you can push through, the the, the, the difficult situations. And, 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 and the problem is we have too many people today who haven't faced that adversity. They've mm-hmm. never faced adversity in their entire life. And I think that's why a lot of people like jujitsu because for the first time, like, oh shit, this is, I need this in my life. Mm-hmm. I need to face adversity because life's too freaking easy. I, tell, I, know, yeah. I, I don't feel sorry for anyone in America. There's meaning in it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I, I, I tell people like, you're in America right now. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to get political. I'm not trying to anything else. I'm, there's disenfranchised people. There's people that are wealthy, not wealthy, in the bad situations, and there's people that are abused, and that's awful. But in general, mm-hmm. like, 
uh, I would rather be, you know, uh, a poor homeless minority under the bridge in Nashville mm. than uh, middle class in South Sudan. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's let's put things in perspective. I think mm-hmm. too often we we think too local here, mm-hmm. you know, or whether than any living creature, the richest man in Yemen. Mm-hmm. Nope, you can have that. Right. Yeah. I'll, stay, I'll be the homeless guy under the bridge in Nashville. Sounds like it'd be a know? great book. <laughs> <laughs> the richest man in Yemen. The richest man in Yemen. Right? The, rich, the richest man in Yemen. <laughs> but you know, but but, but I, it goes back to that adversity thing, right? And yeah, yeah. and I think that's one of the people that one of the reasons people love jujitsu is because as human beings we need that adversity, we need that stress to grow. You can't grow without stress. Mm-hmm. Your muscles can't grow unless they're stressed. Your mind can't grow without stress. Mm-hmm. And so you need that stress. And jujitsu will provide that in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and if you want to do MMA, you want to do striking, awesome. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to get punched in the face, that's cool too. You can do yeah. jujitsu, right? I'm not saying it's going to be the nice thing. You can get choked thing, in the neck. You can get choked in the neck, right? <laughs> Slap hands and do it again, right? That's the beauty of jujitsu. You get to kill each other 20 times in a night and yeah. nobody's worse for the wear. Everybody yeah. shakes hands and goes home. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the real difference why jujitsu, uh, you know, it has become so popular is mm-hmm. because it's, it's accessible and it's real and um, people can... Uh, face that adversity and that stress that they're maybe lacking in their life and when they overcome that they realize that all these other things that they thought were hard mm-hmm. um, that they thought were so difficult and they weren't sure if they were coming they had stress and anxiety and self-doubt all of a sudden they're like you know what like I, I maybe I just went with Sean for you know three minutes and maybe he choked me out you know five times but I'm still here yeah I'm gonna be okay yeah. and and in a couple and, of days in a couple of days yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm gonna be okay and so therefore you know these other things that all of a sudden seemed insurmountable become easy yeah man uh, so and what's sounds like it's actually really easy to do is to sign up for jujitsu in nashville yeah yeah if you go to so if you go to legionjj.com right legionjj.com that'll be our website we've got a form on there you can fill out um or shoot us an email on that and then uh you can like us uh the our legion jujitsu in uh, hendersonville and murfreesboro both have facebook and instagram pages go ahead and follow like and follow there yeah and then um and then by the end of the month we're going to have our social pages up for east nashville so you can just like and follow that and uh, we'll be open the second week in June, in January. Okay. And uh, we've got our uh, opening celebration scheduled for January 12th. So you want to oh, come check us out. Is right? there anything, is there a, like, a, you know, for, for low lifes like myself that are interested in getting started but are apprehensive because of time or whatever mm-hmm. other ridiculous excuses I've been able to come up with? Uh, <laughs> is, is, there, is there anything that you would say is like now, is there a reason why now is the time to do it more than any other time? Because well, you're getting started? I mean, because, yeah, so yeah. we're getting started. So we're going to yeah. have primarily brand new students, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, you're, and now I've, I do have some upper belts, luckily, that uh, have, if they say, hey, I'm looking for a good place to train, and kind of like you said, I haven't That's found cool. a place in Nashville that yeah. fits me. Yeah. Um, savages like me who are just closer to that gym yeah, and probably will end up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 People who are hanging out drinking beer and coffee <laughs> in the front of the building. Uh, I'll go kick this bag for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Who's that? It's a rich guy from Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy, don't worry about that guy. He's an asshole. No, uh, but yeah, so, you know, yeah, we're, we're going to be starting off fresh, but honestly, because here's the thing, the number one, whether it's a fitness gym or a martial arts gym, it's procrastination, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, here's, the, here's the deal is money doesn't matter. I can be a millionaire tomorrow. I can be broke the next day. I'll be a millionaire the next day. It comes and goes. That's fluid, right? That's mm. it's abundance. But the one thing we don't have abundance of is time, mm. right? Yeah. So you never, you, we don't get today to back. We don't get yesterday back. So every day you put off starting your training is a day you didn't get back. And almost every person that does jujitsu, the number one thing they'll say, and I'll say it myself too, God, I wish I started earlier. Yeah. Mm. God, I wish I started jujitsu when I was a kid. So, God, okay, I so, so if somebody wants to do this, they go to the uh, legionbjj.com? Legionjj. Legionjj.com. Yeah. Legionjj. Com. They fill out the form. You start harassing them via I will, email I will relentlessly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now, now we're gonna scare away another. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, but you, I will you'll be. Contact, sh- you'll be in contact. Yep. And, and I'll be, get them updates and I'll shoot them a newsletter. You, not some weird robot. It will absolutely. Be. We we can't afford robots. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And this would be the le- the 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 Legion Jiu Jitsu East Nashville. It's on, gonna be on Trinity Lane, right next to the Grimey's new location. Right. Over there. Yeah. Right. Right behind it. So it's yeah. yeah. It's right where. Uh, Right where Trinity hits Gallatin, so yeah. it's very accessible. Yeah. You just get off on Ellington, right behind Grimey's. Yeah, yeah, like right uh, on, yeah. Or, and also like right near. Um uh, what's the, the uh, Mickey's Bar is right there. Yeah, East Nashville Music Store is right there. Right there, right yeah. there on that, okay, that yeah. Gallon Trinity. And so then, so you're gonna be in touch, yep. and then 
And then you're gonna say, "Would you like to come in for a one on one?" Yep. So if they want to get started now, we you know it, what do they I, need to have? Do they need to go ahead and get a rash guard, a mouthpiece, or like how? No. Do- so you don't you don't really need anything um, because the first day we'll have some loaner geese, you know, geese to borrow um, for the day. And what we'll probably do is that first week before the twelfth is I'll set up where we'll have some fundamentals classes. Uh-huh. So rather than you know if we've got thirty new students, we'll just set aside an hour and a half and we're gonna just go through the whole intro session with you know all new people. So we're mm. gonna be doing several of those you know for our first kind of month it up trying to batching yeah, and grabbing yeah, yeah, people yeah. up um to get them going and, and what uh, are the age yeah. what is the age variation in your yeah so we're starting at age five uh-huh. um our mm. other two gyms we start at age three so eventually we will have uh we, we divide it up into three to five year olds five to eight nine to twelve teen and adult um we'll start off with just the five to eight nine to twelve and adult and teen classes combined right now yeah and then as we grow the program um we'll go ahead and split those up so as the necessary these guys like us like yeah they, that comes the adult class man come I, on hey, you know what we had uh i'm gonna give a shout out right now to uh, mike malone awesome dude uh just started with us a couple months ago up in hendersonville uh 61 wow getting great. after it right just on. started and and loving it and that's so, cool yeah and he's he's one of those guys that you talk about earlier who's yeah. he's in it thinks about it all the time comes yeah. in like last night i was laying in bed yeah. and i was thinking about <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, all right, Mike, here's what you do. So, uh, you know, age is not an excuse. Uh, size is not an excuse. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, and and it's all in your head. You're going to mm-hmm. be fine. We're going to take care of you. Um, and, and you'll also, you'll also be doing striking classes down there, too. Yeah, so if we, people are interested yep. in the more of the kicking and punching mm-hmm. part of mixed martial arts, you, yep. they can learn that, too. Absolutely. And what we, we're doing is we're uh, we're in the process of affiliating with Bang Muay Thai mm-hmm. um, uh, from Bang Ludwig. And yeah, so, uh, cool. so our, our striking program, we based on you know basically Muay Thai Muay Thai adapted mm-hmm. for MMA and then we're going to do is have striking classes at each location through the week that are mm-hmm. kind of available for everyone like the ones we had yeah and then what we're actually going to start doing is then we're going to have um uh, in East Nashville have a combined MMA team practice so a striking instructor at each location will have to sign off that you're ready to go mm-hmm. and you'll have to have three stripes on your white belt mm-hmm. and then you can come to MMA so we're not tossing people into MMA you oh, know okay. when they don't know any other martial arts so, I see so they'll be able to really focus because we're going to build that MMA team we already mm-hmm. have you know Kyle's turning pro uh-huh. um, will that be Donald's? just for people who want to compete or could that be no, for anyone who wants, wants to, to do it we, we just want to yeah. make sure that it's, it's not going to be a beginner's class yeah. our MMA class you is going to be you've got you've got the basics of jujitsu. You've got the basics of, of yeah. striking. And now, now we'll put let's, it all together. Now let's put it together. That's because awesome. I'm really hesitant for for mm. schools that try to skip that step. Yeah. And say, well, all right, I don't know what a takedown is. I don't know what a guard is. But right. do set MMA. Yeah. Like that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep them separate. Welcome with to my world. Hey <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, Sean, thanks so much for being here. This is gonna be a great. I think uh, people listening to this are gonna have the whole picture. I think of like what you're about and. Awesome. What they can get into with you over uh, at the new spot. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, guys. I really yeah. appreciate it. I love what you guys are doing here. Thanks, man. And uh, hopefully we can do it again soon. All right. Joe, you got anything coming up? Um, I just want to go ahead and plug uh, that our, our good friends, our good friends at a small book concern called Simon & Schuster, which is in a northeastern hamlet called little, New York City. startup. They have sent us uh, two copies of uh, two beautiful hardcover, spotless, gorgeous copies of uh, Jackie Chan's new uh, memoir. So if you oh. guys are Jackie Chan fans and who's not a Jackie Chan fan, we've got two books we want to give away. I thought maybe we would give them away to people who might want to help sponsor the show, Brian. All right. <laughs> well, How can they do that? I don't know. Like uh, We haven't really done any pre-production or planning on this, but that sounds really awesome. So we'll just have to figure it out. Well, and I, we'll I come up with something well, nice. What about the, no, I'm thinking about the thing about like the give us a dollar and help us get started on our million dollar campaign. All right, yeah. We All we were trying to do is humbly get one million people to subscribe to the podcast at a 99 cent a month level, yeah. which will give us a million dollars a month, uh-huh. which we feel like we can... You, know, you can live to, comfortably in, in East Nashville. So on, I think, I think yeah. starting now, <laughs> starting now, the next two people to yeah. sign up to do that. Starting now, the next two people will get a, a shiny, brilliant, amazing new release. Uh, and um, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash art fight podcast. And you will see a button that says support this podcast. Do it. 99 cents a month. 99 cents a month and a free Jackie Chan book that you could keep for yourself and it's a good a good book to take on your holiday travels I always have to have a book when I'm traveling yeah and or wrap it up and give it away there you go <laughs> well that's that's pretty big that's awesome so yeah and then I guess um, you know we'll start on our complimentary uh, uh, legion uh, classes you know uh, and then we'll report back to everybody how it's going 
Perfect. I love it. That sounds yeah. good. Love to have you guys in. Notice how I made that plural. No, but 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 I'm in, man. I'm trying to like turn the corner this year to some things. So perfect. Love uh, to I have will you, be man. hassling you. Absolutely. Uh, all right, everybody, appreciate it. <laughs> 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 Joe is threatening me. See you guys. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs>